Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica, and I have a fabulous guest here today. Her name is Janine. We're going to be discussing her higher calling in her business and uh, uh, some of the struggles that she's having to taking it to the next level. So I want to welcome you to the podcast, Janine. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Awesome. So let's just take a moment for our listeners and for myself to get to know you a little bit better. So tell me a little bit about uh, what it is that you do, your specialty, uh, and what you're doing in your business. Okay. So my focus is on communication, but not communication skills per se. It's more about how do we communicate and and how do we understand how other people are communicating with us so that we can relate and then engage and motivate and as much as my focus is more on the business side it's a very personal uh it's a personal journey you know sort of looking at how you communicate and um so my struggles are that i've just really struggled to to get it going um i've i've actually been in business for myself mostly doing subcontract work for uh, nearly 20 years. And I have, um, I, I, I run workshops and I've done sales and marketing training and I've been a, a lecturer in customer relationship management um, for master's students here in Melbourne, Australia. And, and I've yeah, done lots of sort of, lots of training. I've traveled all around Asia Pacific delivering workshops in, sales and channel partner relationship management for the likes of Cisco, HP, um, you know, all the really big IT companies. But as far as getting my own stuff going, I just, it, it, I, I just haven't managed to do it. And part of that has been that I've been financially strapped, like more than strapped. I've, I've been under extreme financial strict pressure because I haven't had enough money to live on, let alone invest in my business and in my, um, in my online presence, you know, the way that to get it all set up and working the way I want it to so that I can market and campaign myself. You know, like I am a marketer. I have a master's in marketing, so I should be able to do it for myself, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's that frustration. Um, but I'll just give you a quick update. You know, 
what I, this all came to a, a a peak or a crescendo last year when I had a reading and someone said, your um, your purpose is not to help others. Your purpose is to live the happiest life you can for yourself. And then when you're in that energy, you will attract others who will want what you have, you know, and then, you know, they'll want to hear your story. So I have, <clears throat> since then, since May last year, I have sold my house and bought tickets to go to Nice and I'll be spending three months in Nice learning the language with the intent of living in France next, by the end of next year, because that has been my five-year plan for the last 10 years. And so my life is drastically changing. I now sort of have some money to invest and I have a digital marketing expert friend who lives in Nice who I'll be working with to get it all set up. So I feel like I'm on, I'm on the right path now at last and it's, but I still don't have any income coming in. So there's still that fear around, you know, like, okay, when will I be earning money? When will I have the clients that I really want? You know, I'm so glad you brought it up and you, and you stated it in such an eloquent way that you did because, you know, I think that's one of the biggest fears of entrepreneurs is like, well, I've got to get this thing going. I've got to get the money coming in. And, you know, the thing about money is <clears throat> it's actually not hard to earn. It's actually more difficult to believe that it's on the way. And so what I'd love to do is, you know, take the challenges that you're experiencing, maybe uh, honing in on your niche and about really getting a game plan together uh, of how to monetize this and how to raise your frequency so that you become a vibrational match to your kismet clients and to uh, the uh, income that you, the desired income that you want to earn. Yep. Sounds great to me. Okay. So let's do this. Okay, so you've got your, uh, let's see here, you've got your sun sign in the sign of Aquarius, which I'm sure you already know. You have your moon yeah. in the sign of Virgo, and you have your rising sign in the sign of Scorpio. So those are like your three main planets uh, in astrology. Uh, the sun and the moon are considered planets. Uh, in this case, we're talking about business. We're talking about your higher calling. So when I look at your sun sign, uh, this is actually how you see yourself. So uh, Aquarius, and it's interesting because I don't know really anything about you, but when I see a sun in Aquarius, I definitely see um, uh, someone who thinks outside the box, um, someone who uh, is a little avant-garde in the way that they uh, do their life, uh, someone that um, isn't, isn't afraid to take risks. Does this sound like you? Oh, like giving up everything in the <laughs> in the city I live in and going and living in a totally totally different country because it's my dream, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because I always think of like <clears throat> I always think of Aquarius as like the girl in high school that had like the purple hair and the nose ring. Like she just goes her mm -hmm. own way. She thinks for herself. Um, she's a free spirit. You know, she's a pioneer, I think is the best way to describe her is that she's really yeah. going to pave her own path and she's just really not going to let anybody get in the way of that. Yep. That's me. So, but I also, uh, when we're doing business astrology, uh, the sun also is what I like to refer to as like your secret sauce. It's not necessarily how other people see you. Um, it's not necessarily like the products that you're going to sell, but you're going to sprinkle it like on every single thing that you do. So just kind of keep that in mind as we're going through the reading. Mm -hmm. Now, your moon, okay, your moon is in the sign of Virgo. So the moon has to do with your emotions, uh, has to do with your soul. Um, it has to do uh, with what's, what's going to keep you motivated, right? Because motivation comes from how we feel inside. So if we don't keep the moon happy, in this regard, you have it in the sign of uh, Virgo, but if you don't keep Virgo happy, then the motivation is going to slack and we're not going to be able to get this thing off the ground. So Virgo is an earth sign. It is uh, the symbol for the uh, Virgo is the virgin. This is all about selfless service. This is about being useful to other people. Um, the way that you fill up your cup, so to speak, and, and maintain momentum is to make sure that you're always being of service to other people. That, you know, it's like 
it's very different than like Leo, where Leo is out there being of service, but they, uh, they really long for the, the praise and adoration. Um, but Virgo really wants an exchange is appreciation and gratitude. So um, for all of the selfless services that Virgo is out there doing in the world, whether it's charitable work, whether, um, whether it's, you know, volunteering or um, even being some kind of coach or mentor to other people, um, the thing to watch out for. Uh, and this will be a cue for you when, as you're running your business, that whenever you feel like the tightness in your chest or um, your inability to speak your truth or um, your, your constant, um, how do you say, your constant need to make sure everything is perfect before you get started. <laughs> Yes. Um, those are going to be your biggest hindrances of maintaining momentum in your business. Okay. So we've got to make sure that we've got a game plan for Virgo. Um, not speaking your truth. So the thing about Virgo is that they don't want, they like, they don't want to, they don't want conflict. Um, they don't necessarily want to rock the boat. The, the flip side of Virgo uh, is while they're an amazing executive producer, they're amazing at organization, they are so fearful of risk. Um, while Aquarius is ruling your sun and she's a pioneer, you've got your Virgo moon kind of combating that a little bit. Um, she's like, oh, but I don't know, we're not quite ready yet. Like we got we had a few more things we need to tweak. Um, and Aquarius is just like, come on, let's get going. Let's just do this. Let's just take some risks. And Virgo's just there dragging her feet, a little afraid to, um, jump in, uh, the deep end, so to speak. Okay. Yep. Does that sound true? Yeah, it does. Um, I, I, I've obviously overcome the fear of speaking my truth because I've actually written a book called Get the Balls to Get Real. All right. Um, and the balls are the five communication strategies for, and it, it is all about being authentic and speaking your truth. So that's perfect. sort of my thing. But well, the good. perfectionism is, yeah, I, I want everything perfect before I move forward. Yeah. So it's interesting, like the title of your book is so Aquarius. It's so got that like little rebel in there. I love it. Okay, so, so the perfectionist is going to just be something to watch out for. So when you find yourself, you know, oh, I'm not sure what to do next or um, that's just not quite ready yet. I'm not really, my, my, my social media, you know, profiles aren't perfect. So when that shows up, it's what, what really that's saying is that it's just, it's saying that, um, that you have some fears around the unknown um, that, that could actually end up leading to worrying about the future, worrying if the money's gonna come in. So what I wanna encourage in this reading is that we, that we really set Virgo at ease, that we really want to make her feel that she is um, safe, that she is secure. And if we can make her feel safe and secure, the, the doors for opportunity, the doors for wealth, they will continue to open for you. Okay, great. Okay. Now your rising sign is in the sign of Scorpio. Um, okay, so rising sign is how other people see you. So while you see yourself as Aquarius and how you feel and how, you know what's motivating you as Virgo, the way that other people are viewing you as Scorpio, which is so different than Aquarius and Virgo. So Scorpio is ruled by plant, uh, Pluto. Pluto is a small, mysterious planet, and it's all about digging deeper. This is like, uh, they're like the, uh, the detectives of the Zodiac. They're the investigators. Um, they're interested in like the mystical, um, occult parts of life, uh, sex and intimacy, anything that's swimming in the deep end of the pool, uh, that's Scorpio. So it's very interesting that that's how other people see you. Yeah, it is. We see you as someone that's, that has this uh, deep understanding of psychology. Psychology is very much associated with Scorpio. Um, any kind of mysticism, um, spirituality would, would fall into this category. 
Um, but really like getting down to the nook and crannies of the details, which also has to do with Virgo. Uh, Virgo and Scorpio share that same sensibility, but Scorpio is, is more intense. So the way that you show up in the world is, has a very um, intense vibe. So keep in mind that the reason that people are seeing this in you is because it's part of themselves that they wish they had more of. So you actually are a mirror to them, even though, you know, I don't even see that much other Scorpio in your chart. It's just how people see you. So I would recommend that as you're getting ready to uh, unfold this business, build out a social media platform, you use the internet, that you really turn up the volume of Scorpio, of that Pluto energy, and start talking about um, the deep end uh, stuff of the pool. Um, let them know that uh, you know that you have the details and the uh, the wherewithal to talk about the things that maybe are a little bit taboo. Okay. Yep. And this is it's interesting because it's an interesting placement because. Um, you know, I just did another reading right before this where, you know, her, her, her rising sign had nothing to do with Scorpio and it was more like getting them in a community before she would talk about, uh, the things that are in the deep end of the pool. But in this case, this is like front and center. This is literally like in an art, a blog post article, in a book, in, uh, on your social media, in your newsletter. It's like really putting it out there, uh, fearlessly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about money because I know money was uh, one of the things that we want to focus on. So let's talk about Saturn. Uh, Saturn is the father figure of the Zodiac. It, he is uh, he's basically the one that's going to show us the money. Um, but he wants to make sure and he has his own agenda that you have a plan. And without the plan, he is not and he doesn't see the action to the plan. That's the most important thing. He wants you to have a plan. But you ha he has to see the effort behind the plan before he will reward you with opportunities, people, and money. So you have it in a very, this is pretty ironic, but you have it in a very um, positive aspect. You have it in the sign of Capricorn. So interestingly enough, today, December 19th, uh, Saturn actually entered into Capricorn and it will stay there for the next two and a quarter years. So you have Saturn and Capricorn. So you have an opportunity starting today all the way through March 23rd, 2020, that it is a very harmonious position for you in that Capricorn already thinks like Saturn because Saturn is naturally rules Capricorn. So Capricorn is an earth sign. Um, it is, uh, it's uh, ruling symbol is the sea goat. So this is the only earth sign that um, has a fin. So it's half goat, which is mountain goat climbing, climbing the mountain slow and steady, right? Then the, on the bottom part of the symbol is the fin, which has all of the emotions. So here's what Saturn has to uh, say to Capricorn over these next two plus years that we've got to have a game plan. So that slow and steady wins the race, right? That mountain goat can continue to climb. But the challenge here is to use the natural ability of Capricorn, which is to understand pain on a deeper level. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about, uh, you know, what it is that you're going to be selling because there needs to be this underlying uh, red thread of, of pain uh, of, uh, you know, Capricorn has this ability to, uh, how do you say, keep the emotions underneath the surface, but it's one of the most juicy and profound things about Capricorn that they understand pain on such a profound level. I have two ways that I can go, well, two ways that I'm looking at going at the moment. One is uh, I'm in the process of creating a blog site that will follow my journey, this, you know, this journey of, you know, giving up everything that I have here and moving to France and creating business a new, so basically creating a new business over there, and um, so and then to and my intention for that is 
to promote myself as a speaker and an author uh, and attract the people who are too scared to do that for themselves, are too scared to fulfil their own dreams, um, you know, are living in a space where they're not feeling happy, where they are, you know, they know something's not right in their life, but they're just, you know, they're not making the changes they need to make to be able to, you know, achieve the happiness they want because that's exactly the journey I'm going through at the moment. So there's that, you know, how do I, li how do I live the most fulfilling life I can question. Um, on the other side, when I, I mentioned about the communication and sort of this is my passion and, and that's where I want to focus working with business people, it's the, the pain is, you know, how, how do I deal with the people problems? And I'm sick of having to deal, you know, these managers who go, you know, life would be so much easier if I didn't have to deal with people and, you know, employees and people issues and giving feedback and, you know, and motivating them. Why can't they just go and do everything? Why, why can't they just listen to me and do what I tell them to do? which all comes down to, you know, ineffective communication. So because they're not, the, these managers are not leading their teams, they're not engaging and motivating. And so they're dealing with the crap of not getting done what they want to get done, not having a harmonious team that is working like a well-oiled machine and, and not having people that are happy to work together cooperatively and, you know, support each other. Okay. So when you're, when I, okay, so let me just make sure I understand. So is your business going to be based around uh, still working with corporate clients? Yeah. Business clients. It, it doesn't have to be the large corporates, but you know, people in business, that is where I want to focus the business, but there's something tugging at my heart that's, that is about my own personal journey that I, I, I don't know how that's going to bring money. in. I, I guess from a logical sense, from my head, I'm saying, you know, it's, it's working with business and helping people communicate better. But my heart is saying, yeah, but I've got a story that I need to tell. Well, tell me a little bit about the story because I think there's probably a red thread here that we can kind of tie this whole thing together. Um, okay. So, so this, the story started, so I go back 20 years now, um, my, my life fell apart uh, and I was made redundant from the best job I, and recent promotion I'd ever had. Um, where I was made business unit manager for the second largest for Australia for the second largest IT, you know, software firm in the world at the time. <clears throat> and then my husband sort of finally confessed he was having an affair just before Christmas. I knew he was, but I didn't want to know he was. And he knew I knew he was, <laughs> but you know, I kept sort of, denying it or hoping he'd just get over it and it would be okay. We'd been together for 20 years. And then, so I, once he told me, I ran away from, ran away to Europe um, to visit friends in England and to go skiing in France. <coughs> um, I left on New Year's Day and while skiing in France, I fell over and did my knee. And so I came back to Australia, had knee reconstruction, got infected I had three operations within 10 weeks and in a really, really traumatic uh, rehab. So I was going through the most intense physical and emotional pain at the same time in, in my whole life. So my life fell apart and that started me on the spiritual journey of exploration of, you know, really understanding what was going on for me and why and, and how, and I remember writing in my journal, I've kept a journal ever since and I plan to publish it. Um, <clears throat> I remember writing, I'm not going through all of this pain for nothing. I'm going to come out of this a better person. And so then, you know, the next few years, of, you know, the last 20 years have been a bit up and down, but, you know, 
sort of and work wise and um, relationships haven't featured so much for me in the last 20 years, even though I've had, I've had a young guy that I've, you know, that I hang out with and have spent my time with for the last eight and a half years, but he's too young and, um, you know, he, he wants to go off and have kids at some stage and I'm like a lot older than that. <laughs> so, and was never able to have kids myself anyway. So that, that was part of it. Um, so yeah, in the last 10 years have been a financial struggle where, you know, I had to sell the large, you know, what was supposed to be the family home when I was married that I'd renovated and extended and put a lot of love into and move into a smaller townhouse, which was still lovely. And <clears throat> then pretty much was forced to sell that uh, in September. But this year I, I sold it with the plan to like go to France. So I sold it with a positive aspect and a positive intent. Uh, so, so now it's the, you know, moving to a totally new country where, you know, I know two people and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been to France many, many times and my heart is there and I just feel so at home every time I visit there. And, um, <clears throat> and I just want to go. So I'm following that dream and there's not a lot of logic to it. Okay. So I think we, for me, uh, you know, just hearing your story and learning a little bit more about you, it really helps me uh, continue with the reading because um, you have your midheaven, your 10th house, which is your house of career, and you have it in the sign of cancer. So <clears throat> cancer is uh, the mother of the zodiac. Uh, she's all about home. Uh, she really likes to create an environment where people feel welcomed, um, potentially because it's something that she uh, lacked in her own life or it's something that she has always felt that she had a natural ability for. But she really has this ability to uh, be um, of service to others, but not so much in a Virgo way, but in like a motherly nurturing way. So when we're thinking about your higher calling, I would, if you don't mind, I'd love to you know, uh, separate from, you know, any corporate, corporate background and even any of the, you know, what you, uh, think your higher calling is right now. And I'd like to just like see what the, what the, what the reading, where that takes us, because I have a feeling that it might be a little different than you think that it is. I, I would love you to do that. That would okay. be fabulous. Okay. So, so cancer is, uh, it's ruled by the crab. It's a water sign. It's a card. It's a, it's an entrepreneur sign. It's kind of um, like the secret entrepreneur. They're highly ambitious, but their real, um, their real comfort or their real uh, natural ability is to be that, um, that leader, that motherly leader for others. Um, the place where they feel at home, the place where they feel safe, the place where they can talk about their emotions. Um, cancer is very emotional. Um, that water that goes through their veins, it's really um, indicative that they uh, be careful that they don't make it about everybody else, which is why I love hearing that you um, have made this next chapter of your life and reinvention um, about you and your story. And I think that's going to be imperative as you create some type of community um, around uh, your books, around um, the mission of this reinvention um, that you um, are doing in this, er this time of your life. Uh, I think regardless of, I and mean, we'll talk about who your actual kismet client is, uh, but the person that is going to be attracted to you, they are going through something where the part of feeling at home or that inner peace is out of whack. And you are, you know, basically brought to this planet to work through your own karmic debts, your own limiting beliefs. But as you're working through those, you actually are helping others give them permission to work through theirs. So your higher calling or your career, according to this midheaven, has everything to do with creating a, um, a family unit, a community or a home base um, for other people to feel safe to feel secure, to feel heard, to feel understood, to have a place where they can share their emotions, um, a place where they can feel 
um, the love and nurturing from a mama bear. Yeah, yeah that, that resonates. So let's talk about, I'm going to go into your natural abilities and then go into the challenges. And then we will talk about who this person is. Um, and hopefully we can kind of start to unravel what these products and services that you're here to sell, because it sounds like, uh, it sounds like your story is kind of the foundation, whether that's writing books, you mentioned speaking engagements. Um, but I'm also seeing some kind of like community, um, whether that's a membership, whether that's a podcast, whether that's, it's somewhere they go, um, even if it's live events that they come and hear you talk and they pay for that, um, that community. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's get into um, the node, your south node and your north node. Your north node is in the sign of Virgo and your south node is in the sign of Pisces. Now the Virgo Pisces are polar opposites. So the south node represents your, uh, your natural abilities. Your north node represents your challenges and your destiny. So the goal here the, the, the duo, Virgo and Pisces, what they represent is that Virgo is all about being of service. Pisces is all about healing and generosity. So you have your south node in the sign of Pisces, which is all about healing, which is all about opening up your spirituality, which is all about, um, is all about getting in touch with um, the non-tangible parts of life. Uh, Pisces are known to um, be highly psychic, highly empathic. Um, they are the star seeds and the indigo childs of the zodiac. They are the people that are um, the daydreamers. Uh, as much as you have uh, a lot of like earth in your chart, your natural place of comfort is to be um, in this healing energy and holding space for others to open up more of that spiritual vortex so that they can understand themselves on a much more deeper level, not on a material level, on a spiritual plane. Yeah, that makes sense. So I really feel like on if you haven't for, you know, your career so far, it doesn't sound like you've been able to utilize this natural gift of Pisces. Yeah. And it's a real I, I shame. Sort of want, yeah, because I've wanted to, and I, I've tried to, but I haven't known how to. And I think that's why, you know, our lives, we are, um, we are delivered in um, these challenging experiences, whether it's divorce, whether it's trauma, whether it's loss whether it's disease, um, we're handed these challenges to bring us closer to our truth. And right now you're in a very important phase of your life of, of reinventing yourself and really getting comfortable uh, really with the gifts that you are brought to this planet with. And in this case, it's that Piscean energy that is not logical, that is not material, that is not, uh, it's emotional, it's spiritual. So moving forward, um, you know, with the books you write and the things that you speak about, um, do not be afraid to um, talk about the things that are, that are more esoteric. Uh, remember, you've got this rising sign of Scorpio where how other people are already seeing you as somebody who swims in the deep end of the pool. And you've got this natural gift of really showing other people enlightenment and what that looks like and what that could feel like and how that could heal themselves with, if, they, if they got in touch with it. Yeah. Um, one, one thought that just occurred to me when you talked about the healing and sort of and trauma is so like I had the trauma of the knee 20 years ago in February and just this year three months ago I've had to have a total knee replacement on that same knee I, I, I just think that's significant. I don't know how, and I'm still struggling with healing it at the moment. Well, it, if you think about, let's just talk very Piscean right now. Like your legs are your foundation. You know, they're the things yeah. that keep you moving. So when you think about, you know, being restricted in that way, you know, yeah. it can't help. It, it's only natural that you're going to go off and use your mind and you're going to use these other parts of your body 
to kind of fill in the blanks. And that's what's happened right now. You've gone through this traumatic event with this, you know, with your knees and your legs, um, only to be able to sit you quiet enough to be able to hear all of that inner wisdom that is just your natural birthright. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought 20 years ago. And now it's like it's completed a circle now. Now I just have to heal this and I'll be able to move forward. So, okay, your challenge here with your north node, okay, so the opposite of Pisces is Virgo. Now, I see Virgo kind of showing up quite a bit in your chart, so, and it's so different than Pisces, but the, the similarity is um, this, this path of service. Now, the challenge here. Um, is to utilize the gift of Virgo. Yes, there is this perfectionism. Yes, there is this um, ability for organization. Um, but the shadow uh, and the challenge of Virgo is to really take more risks. Um, and in this case, I'm going to recommend because of the, the rising sign in Scorpio and your south node in Pisces and even your Saturn Capricorn, which has that fin, it's all this water. It's all these emotions and Virgo, you know, on some levels, Virgo is very um, stunted in their communication. They don't like to rock the boat. They don't want to, they don't want to say things that um, are confrontational. They don't want to say things that, um, that are their truth. And so the challenge here becomes, you know, how do you speak your truth and still maintain, um, that groundedness while embracing the natural ability of your spirituality and um, to be a, a leader um, through healing. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is because it's like the challenge is always going to be, you know, how far down the rabbit hole will I allow myself to go in order to break the chains that have held me um, down. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so you've got the 12th house <clears throat> also ruled by Virgo. So again, okay. So this is where I think everything's going to come full circle for you. So your 12th house, the natural ruler of the 12th house is Pisces. Because if you think about your astrological birth chart, it has 12 houses. The first house is <clears throat> naturally ruled by Aries. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. But the 12th house is the, tw is the 12th sign of the Zodiac, which is Pisces. So <clears throat> when we're talking about a higher calling, we're talking about um, the things that are esoteric. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about working through karmic debts. Um, we're talking about the subconscious mind, the spirit, um, the, the part of us that has the little voice that knows best. And in this case, you have it in the sign of Virgo. And Virgo, again, is that perfectionist. It is the, uh, it is the producer of the event. Uh, it's the person that is here to be of service <clears throat> and to share their light but to do it in a way that has nobility, that, ha that commands respect. And, and when you think about your audience, uh, as you're going through and you're doing these speaking engagements and you're writing these books and you're going through your own reinvention and healing process, you want to remind yourself that there's, there's people watching you. And when they're watching you, they're seeing you as Scorpio. They're seeing you as someone who is not afraid to swim in the deep end of the pool. But when they, but when they listen to you, they're, they're looking at you and they're saying to themselves, <clears throat> I wish I could be more like that. Mm. And the reason that they're saying that is because the type of people that you're meant to serve, the people that are your kismet clientele, are carry the Virgo archetype. They are the people that are afraid to step into their own creative genius. They're, they can be um, shy to um, even embrace their own spirituality because they're so 
down to earth. They're so, their feet are planted on planet earth that it's hard to get them out in the clouds and into the water, swimming with the dolphins and remembering that they are a human spirit not just somebody who is here to make money, not just someone here to, that is to buy a house, not even just to, um, you know, have, a, have a, a family. This is about them. This is about them looking in the mirror and saying to themselves, who am I? Right. Yes. Yeah. So when you go down the rabbit hole and you give yourself that freedom to really talk about the, the, the non-tangible parts about life, you give Virgo, that Virgo archetype, permission to listen to their inner voice. Mm. And perhaps this is where your story comes into place of potentially talking about all the years that you ignored this natural gift that you have. And it's only now that you went through these traumas that you gave yourself permission to be able to be like, now is the time that I'm going to stand in my truth. But my truth is not so much just planted on the ground and down to earth, but up here in my, you know, my heart chakra and speaking about things that, um, that are, about love, about self-love. Yeah. Okay. So where are you in this process? I know we, we've really gone down some, some really profound rabbit holes here. And I know when we first started uh, this conversation that, you know, you have this business and you're just not quite sure how to monetize it. Where are you with that right now? Um. I'm, I'm at the very, very beginning. I'm just in the process of setting up a, a blog website, janinesonsi.com, uh, where I will start posting the blogs, um, you know, from really from when I sort of made the decision in February, I'll start writing articles about, you know, my steps yes. along the way to get me to France and my experience of going over there and, living in Nice for three months and doing language school and you know, everything else that comes up then. So that will be my exploration for, you know, that will be my storytelling. Um, what do you want to see happen with that blog? I haven't, I'd like to see, yeah, I'd like to see a following. Um, I'd like to see it build a tribe of people who are really interested in the story and want to follow it and attract people who then want me to speak about my experiences to their groups. Um, and the other thing that I tried uh, maybe 10 years ago was I set up a, what was supposed to be a, you know, a, an online spiritual community called Mojo Circle. And I set up the website and invested, you know, invested money into this and it was a membership site and the idea was that people would come and join and they would support each other it'd be like business with spirit sort of thing um it'd be those sort of people but i've still got the mojo circle um domain and it, it needs to be revamped and sort of what you're saying makes it resonates with me. It's like, oh yeah, well, I've always known Mojo Circle was going to be, you know, a phoenix and recreated from the ashes, which is why I've kept it. And I think it is, that is the community I want to create. And it is much more about, you know, major life changes and, mm -hmm. uh, and crea <coughs> creating the life you dream of. So I want to just like feel into this just because I know that you've been working, you know, in corporate America and working with these bigger profile um, businesses. <clears throat> so when I hear you say like, you know, I want to speak to, I want these people to ask me to speak so I could share my story. But what I really see happening is you 
attracting this Virgo archetype, this hardworking producer type person who's really more up in their crown chakra. They're more cognitive. They think a lot. They're less in their heart chakra. But instead of it being about business, um, maybe that's just a characteristic of that they're business people. But what you're really here to teach and what you're really here to inspire them to learn is to listen to their inner voice. And whether that is through a membership site, whether that's <clears throat> inviting them to, to hear you speak, whether it's um, some kind of uh, coaching program, uh, whatever that ends up being. But really, I think it has less to do about business and more about them being business-minded only to help them translate, yes, you can be business-minded, but you also are a human being having a <clears> – there's a saying – you are not a human being having um, a spiritual experience. You are a spirit having a human experience. And I think yeah. really closing the gap for them is going to be a huge eye-opener for them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So, yeah, dealing, uh, working, with the, working with business people to help them open their heart chakra yes. and, and open up to living the life, well, living the life they want as opposed to the life they should, which is really, oh. I've been living the life I should, I thought I should for the last, you know, 10 years and it hasn't been working for me. There you go. I think that you just created a niche for yourself because now yeah. you're speaking the Virgo language. Are you living a life you should or the life you desire, you know, it's like, we're, you know, it's like that, that brainwashing, you know, I've been taught to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, so, you know, so support my family, do all these things and start a, business, a house, get a mortgage. A house. And yeah. then they forget about that little voice that never goes away. And all they do is try to numb it. So they're, you know, maybe they are drinking or they're doing these other working a lot so that they're trying to, mm. to, to, um, dim their light they're trying to uh quiet the voice but the voice never goes away because we are at first and foremost we are spiritual beings yeah yeah so they become an aholic of some sort yes and that's where the perfectionism comes in yeah because every time they step into role of being a perfectionist they dim the spirituality part of themselves yeah because it's cognitive being perfectionist is like i'm stuck in my head but when i'm stuck in my heart i'm more spiritual yeah Th that feels so much easier like, mm -hmm. like the prospect of that feels easier than trying to find actual business clients exactly even though i've always thought i was a business to business person I don't know, it feels easier, even though, you know, the advice, the logic is, oh, it's easier to make money selling to businesses than it is to sell to individuals. But that's the logic and that's the head. And but I think your saying. challenge is just to talk to them, meet them where they're at. You know, yeah. when you uh, create this blog, you know, have your mm. blog post talk about like, are you a workaholic? Are you a perfectionist? You know, what does right. that okay. mean? And you meet them where they're at. And then you invite them to something paid. You invite them to join a membership. Uh, you invite yeah. them to come hear you speak. You invite them to buy your books. Um, you invite yeah. them to a group program. Something where you're going to always be talking about that spirituality, that Piscean energy, and always remembering that the person that you're talking to wants you to go deep. They are looking at you like, almost like, wow, this person is like blowing my mind that she actually is just like me, but she's, a, she's me just three, she's me, but three years ahead of me. Yeah. Because Which your story, always, yeah, because your story is something they will relate to. Yeah. And it's always your ideal market. Your ideal target market is generally you five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you put together your social media, you know, plan, when you put together this blog, 
just, you know, you might even want to just like Google Virgo, just the word Virgo, mm. and just like study the characteristics, study the shadow sides of Virgo, study the yeah. light sides of Virgo, and base your content of really speaking to that person and that pain, and then inviting them to whatever that next paid thing is, whether it's a book, it's a, an event, it's a membership. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, interesting. I feel like I'm, I'm going a whole circle. I'm going back, back again, but different. The thing, the beautiful thing about, you know, creating a signature system and, you know, building a business around your higher calling is that it really does truly use everything about yourself. The difference mm. between the way like I do business coaching or do business astrology is that it's not literal. You know, it's very easy to say, I'm going to work with business owners because I always have. But instead, we take that characteristic and we just put it in our kismet client. And that's where we satisfy all that knowledge and all of that, those years of working in corporate America for those big companies. All that was really doing was giving you the education to understand the person that you're actually here to serve on a much more profound level. Okay, that makes sense. So I want to make sure that you've had an aha moment and that you have a game plan. Um, I, yes, <laughs> I have had an aha moment and it, it's, it's just getting the clarity that, at the, you know, when I go over to France, it, it is about following my heart and just sharing that story and sharing, you know, my decision-making and, and my why, sharing my why of, of doing things. And, and the game plan from there is to create this membership site to, you know, for, for my tribe um, so that from there I can do webcasts and, you yep. know, whatever, you know, and, and, you know, share the posts and um, do coaching one-on-one -on -one as well as you know some group coaching um yeah and that that's and and i'll and writing books as i go sounds like a and, very and streamlined plan i love yeah. it and the um so to my plan uh property home wise which i think is you know important to what you said about the cancer side of things is you know because what I want to do is go over there and buy an old property that I can renovate and create into a retreat space where oh, I, run I love it my own workshops and also rent out for other people to run workshops in in South France and Beautiful. Um, and that that fits with that as well because that means that you know people in my community can actually come and stay with me there you go. And I think I that's it. It's like the, them. the funnel here, Janine, is really create this blog, create this mm. social marketing um, face of your brand, and yeah. funnel them into you know a low entry point membership, you know under a yeah. hundred yeah. bucks a month or whatever. And then yeah. a percentage of those people are going to be like, okay, well, I want to go to her retreat. And those yeah. of those people are going to want to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. So you create a sales funnel in order to continue yeah. to serve these people. So you're very mindful that every single day when you wake up and you're thinking about how am I going to make money from this, the, the first mm. thing that should come to mind is how am I going to get more people into my membership? And yeah. then you build that entire marketing funnel of doing webcasts and promoting yourself on social media and doing Facebook lives or a podcast or whatever that ends up being, knowing that just the, the very early parts of the funnel is filling that membership. Yeah. Yeah. Well familiar with, with all that process and model. So yeah, I just need to put it into play. I love it. It's so much more streamlined than when we first got on the call. This is wonderful. Yeah, it does. It, it, 
it does feel a lot better, doesn't it? Well, it just and feels it, more like you. And I think we, yeah. I think we needed permission to, to understand that you are a, on some level, whatever you define, define yourself as a spiritual empowerment coach. Uh, yeah, I am. I, I absolutely am. And I am very psychic and I am, and I work very intuitively with people. It's, you know, I just know things sometimes. Beautiful. Well, as we wrap up here, I just want to make sure if you have any other questions for me before I end our session today. Um, I don't think so. I think I've got enough churning over in my head and my heart to go, yeah, I need to take all this in. I need to listen to it again and take it all in and, and let it settle and gel with me and give myself permission to let go of that the business world, the, the business focus, the marketing and sales training, even though I'm good at that and that's what, that's what I do, but give myself to follow the spiritual path now. Yeah. That business part is still there. It's just inside your client now. Yeah. And, and also inside what I do as opposed to what I teach, you know, mm. Love it. This is so great. I'm so excited for you. This is such an exciting time for you. It is. It is a very exciting time. It's like 2018 is my year. And I love the fact that um, you said that Saturn is going to be in Capricorn, Capricorn today. For the next yes. Two, today. Today. Yep. Like Starting today. The day we talk. Yep. Um, for two and a quarter years or something. And, you know, I feel like that's my time. That's my time to really get this business going and, and build my reputation and my presence in the world so that I'm giving back what I know I, what I know I'm here for. I love it. Well, I want to support you in any way moving forward. I will share with you um, some other things when we wrap up here. Uh, mm -hmm. Just continue to support you in building um, out this new infrastructure of your business but I think everybody who's listening, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel so different just from the end of our session um, that I think just it, we, everybody needed to hear this today. They really needed to hear that your story is like paramount when you're building a business, um, especially through your higher calling and to embrace your natural abilities. And if you're not, um, you know, look at that South node, that South node will give you such a clear indication of just what's where it already comes naturally to you and then using the north node to really look at what are the challenges um so i think we've really gotten to to, to, to the root problem um yeah. in just a, a 60 minutes uh i think we've really had some profound uh, breakthroughs here so i want to thank you so much for sharing your personal okay. story with our listeners this has been absolutely magical well, thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, I'm very happy to share my story with your listeners. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you to our listeners. And thank you, Janine, for being a part of the Rising Star Project. Until another episode, I wish you guys all well in your higher calling and in your pursuits for uh, clarity around your new business. So thank you, Janine. Thank you very much. One of the biggest obstacles we face in our business is the one that is staring us back in the mirror, ourselves. The reason for this is we are too close to the person running the ship. It's like looking at yourself up close in the mirror, your peripheral is difficult to see. Like Janine, her upper level corporate job led her to believe that she was here to serve and inspire businesses. But as we unfolded her true higher calling, it turns out her natural abilities landed in spiritual empowerment. You see, a lot of the time, we stunt our own creativity by thinking too literally. We think about our education and career experiences to define our next move, when really, it may just be preparing you for a transformational reinvention. With a little help with your astrological birth chart, you'll discover the stars have other plans for you, and they just might be a 360 of what you thought it should be. Take a step back from the mirror, find a mentor, and let your future higher calling unfold naturally. You just might find the piece of you you've been suppressing all these years was just waiting for you to notice. 
I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.